Hi, I'm Christine Ming Ming Garner. I grew up living in fear, raised in a doomsday cult. They taught me I would die at a young age, that I would never graduate from high school, college, have a family or a career. In the years since my escape, I've been learning to overcome the fear and living my life with the purpose and by design. I'm a wife, a mother of three, an entrepreneur of a seven-figure business, and I'm on a mission to guide people to overcome their fears, to live a life of fulfillment as I have done. This is The Fulfilled Life with Ming Ming. Welcome to The Fulfilled Life with Ming Ming. It's where I get to interview amazing entrepreneurs and influencers on how they've overcome adversity to now live a life of fulfillment. Today, I have the great opportunity to speak with Kimberly Baca. Hey. If, hey, Kimberly. If you don't know Kim yet, Here's a little bit about her. She is an international public speaker. She was also the former host of the Naked Vegan radio show. And she has also created this incredible masterclass for, it's a pregnancy accelerator, 12 week series for women seeking to have a baby over 39. Kimberly, thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for what a privilege to be here and to share. Thank you so much. Thank you. So what does your life look like today? Well, I am a very pleased and blessed mom of a four and a half year old. And uh, we homeschool for preschool and we will continue to homeschool because of the status of the world and the safety of her and just her mind and everything. But uh, we enjoy a super healthy lifestyle. We exercise. We eat great food. I teach her how to make food as a living food chef myself. I love to inspire her to do the same and, and just be, you know, all embraced in, in the joy of life. Love that. Tell me about the messiest parts of your life. What <laughs> brought you to be able to live this life of fulfillment? Well, I mean, back in my uh, early, early 20s, I had always wanted to be in fashion, and I went, um, I actually paid for my own school. I was the first person in my uh, family to go to college and uh, be able to do that, but I got loans and grants and scholarships and things because I worked really hard, and I just went year after year trying to figure out how am I going to do this because I always wanted to be a fashion designer. Yeah. Long and the short of it is, I ended up being told no, I wasn't Parsons material. And it, it just, it just made me so mad. So I think a lot of people have to get really bloody mad at themselves or at people telling them what they can and cannot do. So I just got mad and I went back and I said, what does it take to get into this place? And I found out what the new school required for, to get in and what Parsons School of Design in New York City required to get in. And I just said, well, I'm going to submit. She can't stop me from submitting. Maybe when they get my material, they'll say it's not worth it. And then, then I'll accept that. But I'm not going to accept somebody not even opening my portfolio to tell me that I'm worthless because I, uh -huh. you know, didn't have a lot of money like the other kids or that I didn't have the skill, which is why I was wanting to go there to learn how to design. So I was in a, then after that, I went to Parsons for two years. I did get in and wanted to rub it in her nose, but I didn't. Uh, and I won the Designer of the Year Award. Wow. I was offered a scholarship for a Fortune 500 company, and I actually left my third year. I didn't get another degree uh, because I got hired out of school. Oh. And so I went to work for the Fortune 500 company, and um, 
that year, they won the Designer of the Year Award for the Hosiery Design for Donna Karen, which is what I had designed and worked on. And then um, my position was eliminated because of drama and jealousy in the company. So I went out freelancing on my own. It's a, it's a quite short story. I'll get to the point. In a and then the competition for them hired me as a consultant. They ended up loving what I did so much because I was passionate about it. I just, I just so much enjoyed it. And you know, when it comes through to find somebody to be hired for you, you want to keep them. So uh, they wanted to keep me and they um, offered me a, a, a you know, position as a design director at 22 years old. I was a design director of a $70 million company. Oh my goodness. Wow. And uh, making six figures and in New York City, Wow. And I was just in heaven, absolute heaven. But all of that up through school, through a Parsons, which, you know, you're up three, four, five days in a row. You don't get sleep. You're on two pots of coffee. You really don't eat healthy. I never was a horrible eater, but, um, you know, it just, you, you don't eat a lot while you're, you know, trying to get things done in deadlines. So the long and short of it is, that got caught up to me at, you know, in my mid twenties, after we bought a house, I was 26, bought my first house for $330,000, which was a long time ago. And um, then uh, at 28, I started to become fatigued and I couldn't hold my neck up and I couldn't hold my arms. Then what happened basically within a very short period of time, um, I became completely incapable incapacitated. I couldn't walk. I couldn't even lift my arms. I couldn't feed myself. So that was stress and it was all accumulative and, and poor diet and poor habits and, and just poor lifestyle because I, I worked all the time. So that brought me a whole new level of like, okay, now what do I do? Uh, so basically, you know, my life was just in the fast lane, very, very fast. And it, in God forced me to slow down. I mean, I truly believe it was intervention because if anybody knows me, I will just keep going. I am the ever ready bunny, right? Uh You know, the example of it is, and and I hope this inspires people to do whatever they can to to make their dream come true. Because I wanted to go, I wanted to be a designer, designing like Donna Karen and designing for people and companies, but I wanted them to not have to buy other people's designs, to, to have their own collection. And I would do the design for them, but with their, their taste and their flair and their talent. So during that time when I was, you know, realizing, oh, I can't lift my arms anymore. I can't, I was actually leaving that company because they sold the company. And so I'm like, I'm going to go out and do my own. So I was presenting to this Japanese company, a big collection like DKNY, but it was, um, it was a, a whole different version of that. I did everything. I did the samples. I did everything. And the end, basically, I couldn't even draw anymore. I couldn't pick up my hand. So I had to teach myself how to draw with my left and finish the illustrations and finish the collection with my opposite hand. Now, I've always been kind of ambidextrous, but it was really like I, I didn't have a choice. Did you know what was wrong with you? Like, I didn't. This was months and months, nine months of going to doctors, being pricked and electrocuted and all kinds of things with Yale University, uh, Yale Hospital. And, you know, they were like experts, but they didn't know what was going on. 
So they finally did give me a diagnosis um, in my, you know, at, at 28, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which was at the time, they only really knew that it was called polymyalgia and it usually was in older people. Yeah. And so it was, I was real, it was really new for them. And so they were like, well, since you don't have this or this or this, then you must have this. I was like, that's the diagnosis? How, that's how you diagnose? So they just had me on drugs and they had me on all kinds of things that just made it worse, inflamed me, caused uh, my legs were so thick and swollen. They were huge that I couldn't even bend my knee. I couldn't even walk. Oh my gosh. I put on it and I couldn't even bend at my knee. That's how, how much toxic waste and inflammation was in me from the medication. And, you know, probably part of the illness, but the medication made it worse. So oh, that's horrible. There's a there's a whole journey in there with that with healing, but that's how I was led into the health industry. And I said, I never want anybody, and I get emotional, to feel like I felt like helpless, like no answers. Nobody could understand what I was going through. My husband at the time was was my first husband. He couldn't even hold me. Couldn't even pick me up because the weight was so painful that I had to sleep on the, the floor in the living room with pillows elevating my legs so that I didn't get blood clots. I couldn't even pick up the phone at the time we didn't have cell phones. I couldn't even hold the phone to my ear. So uh, it was a very challenging time. And, and I can completely relate to anybody with an autoimmune issue, any type of illness that causes uh, the, the body to be in pain. It's, it's absolutely unbearable. And, and many people think suicide. They don't know what to do. They, they're on these drugs that create all kinds of thoughts in your head or all kinds. You know, I didn't ever have suicidal thoughts, but I thought, what am I going to do? I just felt so helpless. And I said, I, I am going to teach people what to do. I don't know what to do, but I'm going to find out, you know, I'm a girl from the Midwest. I grew up in Michigan and I, you know, had, we had terrible diets, uh, you know, just, you know, whatever mystery meat here and whatever you eat, not, not healthy. I didn't grow up a California girl like I am now. And, you know, with great environment and great foods. And so I had to learn it all. And I learned it firsthand from scratch. I practiced it all on me. Uh, everything that I've done from uh, the 2000s when I had my retreat to uh, becoming a certified living food chef to uh, teaching people from five days to 30 days how to transform their lives to become a vegan uh, raw foodist and sustain it. I mean, that's been my journey. And that's my mission is to help people to make a lasting transformation. And so now being where I'm at and, um, you know, I don't know if you know, but uh, I had a baby at 50. And oh my I, gosh. You don't even look 50. What the heck? Okay. Okay. All right. Hold up. Anybody who is not watching this on YouTube and you're just listening to this on the podcast, you have got to be watching this because you would not believe okay what you okay you you had a baby at 50 yeah so I met my second husband and you know I had I'd waited and waited and waited and I said you know I I think I just needed to figure out what my plan was and I never thought well you know I'm I'm single I, I I can't have a baby first of all I wasn't interested in dating but the second of all I wanted to have a family not just have a baby to have a baby I wanted to have a family and be 
age, a baby, things that I didn't get to know, you know, about health, about people, about giving, about contribution, about serving, about God, you know. So I didn't want to have that until I found the right man. And I didn't find the right man until I was 45. My gosh. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm amazed that you're, you said you had a baby, so you're older than 50. You seriously look like you're in your 30s. I, I bet you get that a lot. All the time, you know, because my daughter, I'm 55 now, and my daughter's four and a half. Oh gosh, wow. And so she, um, yeah, we go to events, and nobody has any I, any clue the wiser. I've never had work done, you know. Um, I used to be brunette, which I am brunette, but I, I dyed my hair recently because I thought, oh, you know what, I, if, if it doesn't work, I can just cut my hair off because my hair got so long from pregnancy. I was like, wow, you know, I've never had long hair in my life. And when I got pregnant, it just grew and grew. And now it's down, you know, to the way past the middle of my back. And I said, you know what, let's just go blonde. And if it doesn't work, it burns my hair because my hair is super fine. It always was silky. I'll just cut it off. And it worked out great. And I love it. So, you know, I'm that's amazing. Okay. So what do you contribute your youthfulness to? Oh. I, I know, I know you're a vegan, which yeah. is amazing, yeah. but like, I mean, you gotta be doing other things. It's 100%. I feel is mindset first. Wow. I, I say all the time, and this has been my vision and you know, God's the one that's going to make a determination already. It's written in his book when I'm going to go, but that doesn't mean that we have to go in a way that's, you know, decrepit or full of pain or looking wrinkled and ugly, you know, I mean, like, I don't, I don't wish that upon anybody. Right. So what we all think is what we are. So I have said for, well, decades now, since I, I became, it took me seven full years to have pain disappear from my body. Um, and I did a lot of things. I'm happy to share the journey with anybody that's interested to connect with me about that. Um, I've had so many people say, you've got to write a book. You've got to write a book. And I do, I know I need to, but you know, everything has its time, but I say, you know what, I am going to be alive and healthy and vibrant and youthful way past 120. And, And I say that all the time. So mindset is it. And so like, yeah, 120 is longer than most people, well, longer than almost anybody lives, right? So I have said, you know, if they could do it in the Bible, and I do things according to how God wrote in the Bible, like becoming a raw foodist, eating from the trees, not eating the animals, not putting energy that is really contaminated and toxic into my body, I have a good chance, okay? That's so amazing. That's amazing. Okay, so... So I want to get to this point where, because my, what really drew me to you was the fact that you help women in this small niche where you're helping women become pregnant, women over 39, which, you know, that's something I feel like is really rare. I, I've never heard of anybody, you know, that their target audience is is that age group. And so tell me about how it is that you can help women do that. Well, because one, I've been there. And uh, before I was 40, I was, this is why it's specifically to women, you know, in their late 30s or 39 and, and above. It's because, you know, when we reach that close to 39 day and we know, oh, the next year's 40, 
as a woman, we think, well, okay, uh, you know, are we, are we used up? You know, are we, are we still worthy because we haven't had a child? And that's just part of human nature. It's not, it's not society, I don't believe. I don't put blame on anybody. I think it's just natural part of the human condition that women are naturally nurturers and we want to give our skills. We want to share with people all of the things we've learned and we want to, you know, the best way to do that is to, to have a child adopt a child or share with a child, you know, be a big sister, you know, to somebody. But if we're not doing that, then we feel like, okay, we're, we're not serving our purpose. And so I would like to, you know, if, even if I hadn't had a child, I would, and, and I did help women understand their worth and their value. But specifically in this arena, most women aren't going to say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I still want a child. I still want a child. So how can I help them with all of the things that I've done over the last two decades to be physically in a position, to be mentally in a position, and to be spiritually in a position where they are completely prepared and their body will take care of the rest? I love that. Wow. Wow. Okay. So your 12, you said it was a 12-week course. Right. right, that you've created to help women achieve this. So what can they expect from this 12-week course? Can you just give us a little tidbit, a little taste? So a couple of things, when women are going into the thought process like, oh, I'd like to get pregnant or I want to get pregnant, um, first, they need to understand what the expectations are of their body. And I think uh, going into it, I knew I was in close to the best physical shape of my life. And I had been preparing for that for many, many years, since before I was 40. So I've got a lot of experience on how to get the body and the mind in the right position, in the right space. So if women are coming into it and they're thinking, okay, I'm going to get pregnant in three months or I'm going to get pregnant in a year, they got a lot of information to compact into that short period of time. But because I've done it, I know how to do that for them and how to help them. That's why we do it week by week so they can absorb the information very definitely through their mind and their body and actually apply it. It's very important that it's a time frame, basically a trimester. So within three months, their body is going to be as ready as their mind is saying, oh, I want to get pregnant. But their body has to hear that as well and, and follow suit with the templates of all the things they do that are going to actually physically prepare them from the foods, from the exercises, and from the um, mental preparation on values and uh, how we apply that to our current situation, whether we're in a financial situation that's healthy or unhealthy, and yeah. how to prepare that situation for the, when the baby arrives. And also the um, steps that the body is going to go through that you need to be prepared for that they might not know about, mm. how the body's going to respond differently with a baby in there, the additional weight, the blood flow, how, you know, the nutrients are absorbed, what nutrients need to be absorbed, and, and very detailed specifics on how to make that happen so that she is, as a mama, 
uh, completely guilt-free that she did everything right, that she could be in control of. And as long as we do everything that we know we can be in control of and we let the rest go, God will do it all. We just do our part and he'll, he'll fill in the rest. I love that. I love how comprehensive your program is. I mean, just hearing that gave me the confidence to know that, hey, like she knows what she's talking about. And if I have anybody out there that is, that is unsure or in doubt or needs help, like this, this is the solution. You have the solution to help people get to where they want to be if they're trying to have a baby at, you know, 39 or over. So thank you. Thank you so much for using your time and your talents to serve, to serve women, you know, who are in so much need of this. And so, um, Kimberly, how can my audience stay connected with you after this podcast? Well, I am in the process of a few courses as well, uh, but definitely they can check out my website, nakedvegan.com. And they can go to the master class, which I'll provide a link for you here. And they'll be able to uh, check out the classes as well as uh, be able to download a free gift. Okay. I love that. You told me a little bit about the free gift and I am just like, I'm salivating already. So is it okay if I give them just a little bit more about what the free gift is? I just thought it was super generous of you because not very many people would be so willing to do this and put their heart and their soul into creating something and then give it for free. So um, it's basically a transitional lifestyle book where she provides healthy recipes and it is just chock full of, of incredible, delicious recipes and it's going to be a, an ebook. And so make sure that you go to the show notes and download that free ebook and, to, and also stay connected with Kimberly. Kimberly, my last question for you is what does fulfillment mean to you? Fulfillment, I believe, means... Being able to say yes, guilt-free, to anything that we want. I think that having no guilt and no regrets is one of the most freeing things in life. So when we're able to do that for ourselves, for others, and we feel like we can just give from our heart, that is so fulfilling. So to be able to have the opportunity to do that is what fulfillment is. That's awesome. Kimberly, thank you so much for sharing your heart, your soul, your expertise with us. And I wish you the very most fulfilling life possible. Oh, thank you so much. And same to you, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Fulfilled Life with Ming Ming. If anything you heard was inspiring or resonated with you, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this with your friends and family. I'm Christine Ming Ming Garner. I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, always remember, fulfillment is your birthright.